Welcome everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast, hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namard. Our goal is to uplift voices everywhere by empowering women and youth and by building a better global community. The I'm Speaking Podcast is inspired by the Edge Charitable Foundation. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect that of the benefactors or sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast. I'm Priya. And I'm Mercy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Today's topic is, and very relevant for what's going on in the country, the top five biggest environmental problems. Yes, 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 absolutely. And, you know, I think it would be appropriate to start with what we're experiencing right now in Texas, Priya. And number one is poor governance. Obviously, we're experiencing a lot of that over and over from the pandemic to what we're experiencing now in Texas, which is massive. And I wanted to share with you some stuff that I was listening to last night. So I was listening to Maggie Korth, a senior science writer, and she was talking about the importance of the storm unlike anything we've seen in decades, clearly, right? And that's happening all over right now. But it's not only affecting the gas, the the electrical power, and the water. What we're really experiencing now is an energy systems crisis that goes way beyond just electrical power outage. And so I don't know, Priya, if you had heard, but I was also listening to this and doing some research on why everything is happening. And so it was um, ERCOT electrical and they were they were explaining to i guess right now to to the country right that they had to actually turn off the power to avoid a bigger problem because they were close to it being a true disaster not that i wouldn't call this a disaster but apparently a bigger disaster and i uh, i think by the time this airs will most likely be at a higher death rate sadly but as of right now, it's looking at 30 somewhat people that have died. And one of the biggest, one of the most impressive things I saw that was really sad, um, and it's it's trending right now, so you could really probably look it up and see it. Uh, there was a family that opened their water faucet to try to get hot water because they were they knew they were about to lose their gas. And the water faucet itself froze, like the water falling down froze. So you see the stream of frozen water because it just froze from the pipes all the way through. Mm -hmm. And then how they just grabbed all these blankets off these other families, grabbing blankets and just layers of blankets and huddling as a family because they were talking about, it was over 24 hours. I think it went actually on days Mm -hmm. that they had no power. And to imagine that you don't have the, you don't have power. You have this massive storm that they haven't had in decades. And then you have gas outage and you have to boil the water because the water now is, I mean, it's just like, what else can you possibly throw on top of a pandemic? And where does the government come in and how are we not prepared for this? How, um, how are we still arguing that global warming is a thing? I mean, you and I have been so passionate about this since 2007, when we established our our nonprofit as the early development of global 
education. Yes. And maybe our problem was instead of starting with the kids, we should have started with government the adults, right? <laughs> but the whole point was so the kids grow up, which are not millennials and Gen Zers, and then they go out in the world and they impact policy and change on different levels, you know. But yes. yeah. And I had goosebumps just now when you were just saying, <laughs> just reading out our name because. Yeah, like it, it's it's been so many years we've been doing this and mm-hmm. how sad it is that we're still having this fight. And this conversation, right? Yeah, because I remember uh, one of the inspirations. So, you know, obviously our inspiration was always um, the next generation and our kids and our kids' kids and things that we won't see in our lifetime, but that we hope that we put in place. Yeah. Um, but one of the things back then, back in 2007, was an inconvenient truth. Yep by Al Gore. Mm -hmm. And it was to you and I, it was very inspirational because here was a politician, whether you liked him or not, whether he was around or irrelevant or not, he was making a point on something. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it touched so many people and, you know, it touched us enough that we did something about it. And we created a curriculum that we later took to different parts of the world, not even let's say the country, but our curriculum went as far as Kenya, it went to India, and we saw it make a difference there. We went to Puerto Rico, you know, several years, uh, and here at a local level. So yeah, so this is this is massive. And and it's five big topics that we're going to talk about today, right, which are the five biggest environmental issues that we're facing. So before we even get into the second topic, uh, poor governance represents everything. So it's an on all levels. So you have the federal government, the state government, the local government, um, companies, and then you have the people, citizens that live in these places. We're all responsibility for, we're all responsible for the health of our planet and what happens with our resources and our social economic uh, impacts of climate change. But from the, federal, from the federal government standpoint, for example, the president has deployed FEMA. Um, there, uh, I know Texas is in the news right now, but there are other states are being impacted like Oklahoma and other, other states in the South and Midwest. Uh, he's deployed right. resources for the states to use. But on the state level, we have Governors, and this is not just Texas. I mean, there's been other disasters like in Florida or uh, California, um, New Orleans, New Orleans, Mm -hmm. other things that have happened where the local, um, not the local, the state level leaders have failed us. And this is this is where climate change becomes this like muddied soup. Like we know we know from science that this is happening. We're in a climate emergency. We're in a climate crisis. We know we have the facts. We have the facts. We've, we've, we've studied the facts because we have the scientific method, yada, 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 right? But yes. now it's up to the people to do something about it. So if your governor does not believe in climate change and is not prepared and does not have legislation and policies in place to instruct the people, that's when things fall apart. And that's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing now. We're living it. My goodness, we've been battling this for what 14 years we've been talking about this. And you would think with time people would see it because the proof is there. Mm -hmm. We see it and yet, you know, we're just not being proactive at all. Yep. And and, and, go go ahead. No, I'm thinking I'm I'm actually thinking because I was looking at at how we just landed in Mars, which I was thinking about you because you're like my astronaut in my head. (laughs) Um, 
and how, how smooth the landing was and where science is taking us, how much we'll learn now when they come back with all the, the soil and the rocks and all the things that they're going to collect and how impressive, you know, how far we've, we are with science. And this is so basic and so right here uh -huh. and, and they're just not getting it. And it's just aggravating. It's oh my hurtful. God. Yep. Using you, lives over it. You, you said, you, you said it so simply, it's so basic. It is so basic. We've been, Earth Day started, what, in the 1960s, I think, or was it early 1970s? Um, I think it, it was in the 60s. Yeah, it's, it started way back when. So, mm. I mean, not even with us. I mean, we're mm. we're just a part of the solution. I'd like yeah, to- we're, we're a grain of salt. Yeah, we're a grain of salt in the, in the bigger chasm of things. But it, it started way back when, at least in the United States, with us tackling this issue. So for how many decades- We've been dealing mm. with climate change. People mm. really need to get it together. <laughs> this is just, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous. And we yeah. do need our leaders to check in. Like, and, and you know, it's, I know this is a very much a party issue because it has to do with economics and who's in power, who's feeding each other's pockets. Right. You know, all that stuff. Politics. That's yeah. politics. But even, <laughs> even when Al Gore was doing this, mm. George Bush very much agreed that climate change was an issue. He knew it was an issue, you know, and they made it a part of their platform. But somewhere along the lines, it stopped being an issue for that party. So what what exactly is happening? Are we putting money over over safety in our future? That's actually, I'm asking that question, but I know the answer. We are putting money yeah. over safety in our yeah. future. Yeah. Jeez, Priya, I, I have to tell you, I you just took me back. And I remember back again, 2007, when we started, yeah. I won't even mention names, but I, there was this one particular person that I spoke to because we were, I was so excited about what we were doing and we were out to dinner, there were friends and yeah. I was explaining, yes. And they, so what is the edge and what are you doing? And, and so I was telling them, yes, because we're going to teach our children about the importance of, of everything, right? So the recycling, the reusing, um, everything, all the components of, of protecting our earth and our planet and our plants and our endangered animals and how we can turn things around. And I was just so passionate and I was just telling them all about this. And I remember the lady looking at me like, like with the face, I'm like, <laughs> what part did you not like? They were protecting, working on saving the planet, the plants, the animals, teaching the kids what part of it. And she looked at me and she goes, climate change is not a real thing. This was to that moment, right? I thought an intelligent, well-to-do lady. Mm -hmm. And I was thrown back and I thought, wow. So there's actually people out there, high in society that have a say, that have power, that don't believe that this is real. What is happening? What part of it are you not seeing? How are we not seeing this? How do we not see, right? Taking us like into, into our second topic, which is food waste. Yeah. How in the world do we not see that here as Americans, when you get dinner, instead of getting the proper amount, which should be like your fist size, right? For the meat, oh. um, like maybe a scoop of the potatoes, like your basic American meal, right? But you don't, you get like this much and then oh. this much and, and the, your favorite places like the Cracker Bear and all these places, like your yep. plate is like astronomical. You can't 
well, most of us don't eat the whole thing. And so many of us just leave it. I don't leave anything. I take it home and I have it yeah. the next day. That's yeah. lunch. But a lot of people leave it and they waste it. And then whatever the restaurant didn't sell goes to waste. And you're seeing that you exit that restaurant and there's homeless people in the street. How, how are we doing this and not seeing that? Like that just blows my mind. I, I, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's the, um, it's the, the worst culture. part. It's the worst part of, of the human experience that we look over things like that yeah. and not experience being a human being and that we are competitive and we're, we, um, you know, people are very power driven and money hungry and they're in their bubble. People are also very much in the bubble. So going back to that lady at the restaurant that you, that mm. said that, mm. She's probably in her bubble. A lot of people are on their bubble. Science is science is true whether or not you believe it. And I cannot Absolutely. say that enough. It is true whether or not you believe it. So you may not believe climate change is, is real, but guess what's going to happen down the line? You know, for example, if you live in Miami, year, decades from now, the coastline might be gone. It's, yes. it's because of water levels. And we see yes. our glaciers are melting. Oh my gosh. See, see what's happening. But because you're in your bubble, you refuse to acknowledge it, or maybe you're just watching the, the wrong information or absorbing mm -hmm. the wrong information. But food waste, going into number two, food waste, mm -hmm. um, uh, food waste accounts for 40% of our food industry. So if I'm reading the statistics right, yeah, mm -hmm. we waste 40% of food every year and it affects our, our energy and our water industries. So um, we waste energy and, and water plainly if we're wasting right. food because you think, yeah. think about all the energy and resources and resources that go into creating and producing and growing. And let's not um, even talk about all the animals that lost their life. Yes. Create the food that just went to waste mm -hmm. that either expired or didn't sell for the right price or whatever the case was. It's just crazy. Yeah. It just goes full circle over and over, over and over. And so you, you mentioned human, I mean, you mentioned animals. So we know that every, I, 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 I would hope that everybody knows that, you know, with our, our, our cow industry, our beef mm. industry and our chicken industry, we know those animals are penned up, you know, in uh, deplorable conditions and not treated properly. And we consume Correct. that meat, but that, that creates a lot of methane in the air. Because yes. these cows are together, they're farting, they're eating, like yeah. there's yeah. a lot of methane and science. <laughs> science and it affects the atmosphere. But also the food that we waste that goes into landfills it converts into methane as well. And it counts mm -hmm. for 6% of greenhouse gas emissions. So it's not just the cows. We're doing it by not okay. eating the food. So we we allowed them to do what they were doing because there's so many of them because we're mass producing them, right, for, mm -hmm. for the money. And then we waste. We just killed them after we did that. And now even the food is going, which was, it went to waste. But now that's also creating backlash. Yeah. Yep. It's yes. It's a huge problem. We have to be smarter than this. We just have to find ways. And I know, you know, we're evolving. We are evolving. And I know we're talking about a lot of really terrible things that are still relevant and still happening. But I think our, our next generation, um, you know, not even us, but maybe our kids, the millennials that people talk about, yeah. you know, so strongly about, 
they see it. I can tell you, I have one of my girls, Raquel is a millennial yeah. and she was having a conversation. Um, we're sitting by the beach side when we went to Puerto Rico and she was speaking to my brother and all of a sudden everybody's laughing, having a great time and she's crying. And I'm looking at her like, what just happened? Yeah. So my brother looks at me, he goes, we're just having a deep conversation about where we're really heading uh-huh. with, with everything that's happening and, and the actions that we're not taking. Uh-huh. And I told him, what the heck are you talking about? And she was telling him, my kids, this is a millennial saying, my kids will never experience South Florida the way that I experienced it. Oh my God, I and have goosebumps again. Yep. They won't see the beaches that I saw and they won't see, you know, it will be underwater in so many years. And, and it's just sad that we have the power to do so much and we're doing so little. And she was so emotional about this, which takes yeah. us back, right? Yep. And I, I, I feel emotional them. as you're saying that I feel emotional because we started it for the right reasons, but mm this planet is going to shit, excuse my language. It is going to shit because we have people from the top down, even on the bottom who don't believe it's real and are not taking the proper steps. I remember being in Miami not to get off. I know we have the top five, but being in Miami Miami and I went to the beach and, you know, we're very good about packing up our waist, blah, blah, blah. And this happened in New York too. Like I, mm. I've gotten to a couple squabbles with people and there were a group of women sitting and having their cafecitos. I don't, I don't know if they're drinking coffee or whatever, but there were styrofoam cups all around. Oh. They were just laying around styrofoam cups all around them. And I'm just like, what the, like, what is happening yeah, right like now? The styrofoam wasn't bad enough, but now the waste it's is like, even worse. It was littered around them, like no care of the world. They're just wallowing in it like walruses. And then in New York, I've gotten to fights with people. I got into this one fight with this family because we were sitting down and they got up and left and there was garbage everywhere in their space. And I was like, hey, oh, I, you know, I was just being like, I was throwing shade. I was like, oh, you forgot mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you left all this garbage here. And I'm no. like, oh, that, that's not our problem. Those no, who's people, is it? Those people will pick it up. And I was so mad. And so many people think like that. But you do okay, so, see, oh, you do see Gen Zers and millennials on a different path. You see absolutely. And passionate. They're very yes. passionate, which is a beautiful thing. And and the research, the the access to information that we didn't have. We didn't have Google. Mm-mm. at their age but they have facts they can fact check everything so they can be lied to by government yeah because they will check facts and they do believe in science so it's it's it is going in a good direction it's just getting worse before we get there but i see i see the light mm-hmm. um but i have to tell you we're in a pandemic so much of the pandemic has to do with with dirt with germs, mm. with um, hygiene, with the lack of the washing of hands, with the way that, that we put the food like in buffets or, or waiters that don't wash their hands or, or just so many different things, right? That can affect this. Yeah. And we're learning hopefully from this yet you go down the street and how many face masks do you see on the floor? Yep. All and over. gloves. At one point there were gloves everywhere. I have face masks. Are you? I have face masks in my yard because <laughs> in New York City, people just litter. But are you? And then people went to my yard. <laughs> We're talking about what's going to help us in moving forward 
is the hygiene of it is the cover your mouth, wash your hands, you know, be, be careful with what you touch, disinfect things. And you're going to just dispose of it and throw it on the ground. There's no care, no concern. Yeah. No, I don't know. But the, but the positive so is, is that there's so many people producing reusable masks. And there are a lot of people wearing reusable masks. And yes. there are even like people saying you put dan pan bandanas around your face. Yes. You know, yes. Um, so yeah. there is promise there. There is promise there. But yeah, and I'm going to go on a completely different side note, just because we're both girls. Completely <laughs> different side note. Nothing to do with anything we're talking about. Yeah. But just so you know, a lot of ladies are breaking out because the, the right thing that they're doing with using masks that are not paper masks, they're actually using like cloth or, or different materials. Mm -hmm. They're throwing them to wash with their laundry and the detergents, which are horrible for, but that's for another story, right? Another, yeah. another podcast, how, yeah. how detrimental all these chemicals are, um, but they're putting them to wash with their clothing. And so what's happening is the, all the chemicals of the detergents are going on their face. Yeah. And your skin yeah. is very sensitive. Mm -hmm. So what they're, what I am here to tell you, Priya, is <laughs> grab your mask and wash it regularly with your face wash. Yeah. Oh, that's which a great is, idea. Yeah. Which is gentle. Let it air dry and then use it. Yeah. Wash, so wash it with your hands in the sink. So in the it, sink. Yeah. Yes. Yes. With face wash, which is gentle. And so you won't get the breakouts. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. <laughs> okay. But you're so absolutely let's keep right. going. Okay, yeah, so let's keep going to biodiversity bias. You got right? it. Go yeah. So this right now is the most complex and vital feature of ecology, right? Or ecology. Um, and it's so important. And it goes full circle because this takes you back to the deforestation. It takes you to um, where we are with our animals and our endangered species. Um, with the air that we breathe, with everything we've been talking about. But this is actually the most complex of it. So tell us a little bit about how you feel about this, Priya. Well, um, biodiversity is a problem. Biodiversity loss is a problem because yeah. it is a result of land loss and of habitat loss. So we're talking about yeah. grasslands, of forests, of mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't even know if you would include uh, deserts in here, but even mangrove forests in Miami and the loss of mangroves, you know, and, and the, yes. And the loss of um, coral, coral, massive mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. coral reef. Um, and it's, it's a huge issue because um, everything has to be in balance. You know, human beings consume a lot. We consume, we're like parasites and, yeah. Um, and we see that everywhere and everything and every issue that faces the environment where we are the parasite in the center. Yeah. And biodiversity loss um, leads to the extinction of species. And if certain species go extinct, it affects our lives. For example, right. bees. Yeah. Bees. Yeah. They're near and dear close to our hearts, right? Yeah. These are the mascot for the edge. So you're thinking about all the, the, the little worker bees, um, uh, what do you call them? The pollinators, uh, the, the, the honeybees. That's the word I'm looking for, the honeybees. And the benefits and the benefits of their existence are just crucial. Mm -hmm. So if it, you see already that a lot of subspecies of bees, of honeybees are going, are on the endangered species list, right. that's because of habitat loss. 
And, and, and right now people are trying, there are environmentalists and beekeepers that are trying to revive colonies and keep that uh, sustainable because we need bees to pollinate the flowers and pollinate our food and the trees. They're so important to our ecology. Um, so it's, it's a circle of life, right? So you yes. need one for the other, for the other, for the, it's just, it becomes a full circle. And if you have a circle and you have a chunk of it missing, it's just not going to be the same. Exactly. Exactly. And even thinking about the most minute things. So you're talking about the the phytoplankton that are in the oceans. Um, Yes. Yeah. That the whales consume these plankton and they, the krill, krill are so small. They're like little tiny, tiny little. So if those are eradicated because of water pollution, the pollution in the oceans, um, even the algae that's in the oceans that we need, um, if if all those things, you know, are disappear or become, um, uh, damaged, you know, like you, you hear about red tide and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, if those things start to happen, then that affects the animals in the ocean and then the circle of life in the ocean. And the, it's just, it's, it's, it's baffling it's, how we are killing the things that are actually help us as humans. Because if we were, I think if we had a, a closer, I don't want to say relationship, maybe respect, or uh, we could nurture our nature better. Yes, would benefit so much from it because the benefits that we get from krill, like you were talking about, the benefit of seaweed, the benefit of salt itself, right, which is salt water, which is the majority of the world um, of the globe. If you talk about honey, if you talk about all these little things you're talking about are so incredibly beneficial to humans. Uh So we're allowing things that will ultimately help us die for a lack of care. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it's kind of sad if you think about it, like we have to think about it in that way. So we, we, we can't just honor it for what it is that we cannot let these animals and these, and the, and, and the forests and these plants and our habitats, we cannot let them go da- get damaged and disappear. Mm-hmm. We have to always relate it back to human beings so that human beings mm-hmm feel some sort of way about it. They might, yeah. you know, be shocked and like, oh, I need to do something because I don't want my children to suffer. Right. We, we have to relate it back to ourselves. Like how selfish yeah, is that too? Selfish. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Um, so number four. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, don't even start with uh, the plastic pollution. My yep. Number four is plastic pollution. And, uh, you know, talking about the oceans again, 5.25 trillion pieces of plastic are across our oceans. Mm. And that is because 380 tons of plastic are produced annually around the globe. And uh, the statistics, uh, uh, one statistic, to by 2030, 300 million tons of pieces of plastic will be across our oceans. This, and it's ridiculous. Mm. It's ridiculous. And you, you think about, I remember when we started, um, and we were doing education classes for teachers in, in mm-hmm. South Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my talking points was um, the islands of garbage in our oceans. Yes. They, every single that. ocean has an island of garbage. And the longest patch, the largest patch, there's a patch of garbage in the Pacific Ocean. It's hundreds mm-hmm. of miles wide. 
And that we're talking about plastic, wood, uh, other materials in there, probably a ton of masks now. Mm -hmm. And um, this garbage uh, comes from all the land masses. And then some of it separates and then ends up on our shore, our shores. You see, you see pictures all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's a massive one in uh, the Dominican Republic. So yeah, I saw a whole documentary on it. I was baffled by it. It was incredible. So you go to the resorts in Santo Domingo, right? Yeah. And it's just, it looks perfect, like a postcard. Like the sand just looks like sugar. The water is perfect. Everything is beautiful. But you take a Jeep and you go around the island and you go to the other side. And it's just, I guess, the way that the current goes. Mm-hmm. It just grabs everything right there in the Caribbean and it drops it off. And it's like another added island of just garbage and mainly plastic waste and it's right there that's like right here right by south florida yeah in the caribbean um but it's huge and really we know better Uh should have stopped all these things so long ago we've come a long way but not fast enough we haven't we haven't come fast enough at all knowing what we know and knowing what we knew uh-huh. Like this shouldn't be a topic that our generation discusses because this was already a fact that people knew about back in the 60s. That goes into the economics and going back into what you were saying. It's how much money is going into the big corporation, uh-huh. right? And uh-huh. so they turn a blind eye because they don't care. They're going to make money. That's the cheapest way of selling their product. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, there are companies, you know, going back to science, science is going to save us. Because there are companies that are creating um, renewable resources or renewable solutions to plastic. So we're talking about um, uh, materials that will dissolve into into the soil that they won't be sitting in our landfills for 30 years. So there are so yeah, there's there there are solutions out there to plastic. But again, it comes down to what we're sharing with the public. And what's being pushed in our faces, you know, and the big corporations like Nestle and Coca-Cola, like how are they producing? Coca-Cola is the biggest culprit for plastic across the world. Biggest culprit. I did not know. Yep. Biggest culprit. And what are they doing? What are they doing to curb that consumption in terms of the use of plastic? What can they do? And you see the smaller companies creating these solutions, but again, it comes down to money. It's probably easier and cheaper to produce plastic than, That's than exactly it is. exactly what I was saying. <laughs> sure. And so I, I think that, you know, in this, in this conversation, which we're saying so many things that I think if, if anybody's listening to us, it's because they care, because yeah. really you either care or you don't care. It's, mm-hmm. it's black and white. Um, and what are, and we might be just preaching to the choir because if they care, they know. Yeah. they're already doing things, but let's say that they're not. Mm-hmm. So here are some things that they can do to help, right? The environment. Say no when you go to Starbucks and you're going to get a drink. Say no to the straw mm-hmm. or have your own straw. They sell the straws. You can have a straw in your purse. Yep. You can have paper straws. You can carry your own water bottle. There's millions of water bottles out there for sale. They, they're they down I to have, nothing. Yet. I have mine right here. I have mine. I'm looking because- at it. Rose and shine. (laughs) I have mine. I'm looking at it. It's over here. Let me grab it real quick. (laughs) Transparent. Here's my my water bottle, which is metal. Um, Yeah. So take your water bottle. Say no to the plastic. Um, Did you know there are so many things that are not recyclable? Hmm. Pizza boxes 
are not recyclable. The what? pizzas that you order, the pizza boxes that you order, um, like let's say if you order from Domino's or Pizza Hut, they're not recyclable. The ones you buy like um, at the grocery store in the frozen section and you make them, those boxes are recyclable, but the material that they're using for the pizza boxes that are delivery, that hold the, that insulate the heat, those are not recyclable. So these are things that I learned from my girls, actually. Wow. Yeah, As so, the pizza boxing, I didn't know. I always put mine, mine out to recycle. Yeah. yeah. So um, the plastic cups, when you go to so many places that go back to Starbucks, right? So I, I admire Starbucks in the way that they have like this, we call it a sippy cup lid because mm -hmm. it's that lid that you can just sip from instead of using the straw. Yeah. Yet it's still all plastic. Yep. However, they're coming out now with their paper straws, which is way overdue. Like that should have been a long time ago. Long but, time okay. ago. Yeah. Right. But it is happening. So um, things are happening. They got rid of the little wooden sticks. That was huge. That was a yeah. huge way. So that does, they don't have that anymore. Um, so in retrospect, carry your bag, right? Have your own bags and Another point on the re the reusable bags that we have, I always have a little bag with a rubber band inside of my purse. And I have a big purse and I am the first one to just embarrass anybody that's with me. I don't want a bag. I don't want a bag. Keep your bag. I either have my purse or I have a bag or yeah. I'm going to take it like that. And I'm going to go back to the car three times uh -huh. and I'm going to put it in my trunk, but I don't want your bag. Yep. I, and you know, in New York City, so it's a funny, little, little funny story, but my husband and I were just laughing to each other the other night because we have so many reusable bags so in new york city recently uh right before the uh, the pandemic happened everything shut down there was a uh, plastic van that went out across the city <clears throat> and then they had to um bring them back for some reason it didn't happen completely and now it's it's been reinstated and now you have to use a reusable bag wherever you go and you can okay, so or or you can use a paper bag if they have paper bags but we have so many, so many reusable we bags. We do too. So fun facts, right? Number one, if you invest on getting your bags, which many times you get for free because corporate companies use them and give them out, but you buy them at 99 cents and you reuse them over and over. So it's definitely worth it. Please remember, they need to be washed. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm. I didn't know that. You're supposed to wash them regularly because they have all the bacteria of the groceries inside of them. So the reason that they went from the paper bag to the plastic bag, it was for the weight uh -huh. or because it was cheaper. So, and the, the weight was easier for people to carry. And because all the bacteria was thrown out with the bag. Yeah. So when we kind of switched to the reusable bag, a lot of people forgot, Hey, we need to wash this. Uh -huh. You had your meat in there. You had, you know, eggs in there. You had yeah. the milk, you had produce, you had fruits and veg. I mean, you had everything in there. Mm -hmm. You need to wash your bags and it goes back to hygiene and, and infections and, and all the crazy yeah. stuff coming yeah. from it. But to recap that part and to be able to move to the other. <laughs> the last one. <laughs> paper straws. Yes. Your own water bottle, uh, your reusable bags, um, recycle use compost, reuse things, repurpose items. What else can they do, Priya? What am I forgetting? Oh, wow. Um, walking whenever you can. 
I mean, we're still not the, at the point where we have a, um, a whole, all electrical cars all over the place, but right. walking whenever you can, um, mm-hmm. buying, upcycling um, your clothes. So you don't have to buy na- new name brand clothes all, all the time. And that's one thing I love about mm-hmm. Gen Zers and millennials. They're very much, mm-hmm. they're not brand loyalists. <laughs> no. They yeah. will they will go to um, a thrift store and pick up mm-hmm. you know a swanky pair of you know. Well, nowadays they go to up. different apps. Yeah, I just re re reused or gently used mm-hmm. as they call it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's so many ways that they can make a difference. I'm sure they can research it. But again, I think those that are going to do it, you know, we're just preaching to the choir. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll reach some new people with with what we're saying and. Um, but the last, the last one, number five, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number five is so sad. Yeah. Is deforestation. And you know, there mm-hmm. is a longer list, like we're saying five, oh, we five but there mm-hmm. is a longer list of things. And deforestation is a huge issue because it affects everything, our biodiversity, uh, how human beings, um, um, function, um, our land use, our water, yeah. everything, animals, yeah, our habitats, everything. And deforestation is, um, well, the leading cause for deforestation is agriculture. And that's uh, in addition to farming plants, it's mm. also uh, livestock. So we're talking about cows again and chickens and yeah. mass, produce, mass production of those things. Production. But then things like having, um, you know, palm oil is in everything. I, don't, I know. Palm oil we look at all our ingredients to make sure we don't purchase anything with it. Yeah, and and, and there are farms dedicated just for, for producing palm oil, yeah. um, and they clear the forest just for that. And it and palm oil is really bad for the soil, so yeah. that's another issue. And then we're talking about deforestation, and then all the things that come after that when you're when you're farming, you know, you're putting uh, pesticides into the ground. It's going to the soil. You're mm. you're you know, the constant farming of land without properly, I mean, there are other methods that you can use to sustain the soil, but you could destroy the soil as well, you know, from certain crops. Um, So there, this is just endless. And then forests and trees help with erosion. So Mm -hmm. you're looking at, um, for example, on the California coast, and you see some of these videos and pictures of houses falling off cliffs. Because the soil is eroding. It's eroding because there's no vegetation to hold the soil in place. Mm. You Um, see it in so many places with sinkholes and all kinds of crazy stuff. All over. Um, And mangroves in in Miami, the mangroves protect from hurricanes. Hurricanes. Yep. And yeah, and it creates oxygen. Yes. So it's it's just crazy. And not we're not even touching on the animals. Yep. Right. And, yeah. and how we take their, their space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it just, it all goes full circle. Again, these are just five of so many. Um, you know, I, I think that the most important ones, at least for us and for our listeners and for our families and, and where we are now, again, a grain of salt, right. Yeah. Uh, would be the actions that we can take on a daily basis the what the, the the little things that we can do that at the end if we all do these little things you know we can make a big difference yep. and we we share this education with others yes and i Not just I do kids you're no, up, no, up with us. adults you're tell, tell your abuela <laughs> oh oh my oh yeah they, they're poppy. told <laughs> <laughs> absolutely they are told it and you give them 
you know what? I, I, I your, your, your grandparents will probably have more sustainable practices than you do because they read yes. everything. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, so let's gift things like this, you know, so you have a friend and uh, there's a birthday. I know somebody's birthday is coming up, but we're not even going to go there. Yeah. But you have birthdays. Give a gift that matters. Right, so you can give reusable bags with straws, with a water bottle, with a cloth, um, face masks. Like you're gifting, you're educating, you're loving the planet, you're respecting human nature. I mean, what is more beautiful than that, right? Yeah. So I, I think we need to take some responsibility and share yeah. our yeah. knowledge. Um, Don't just do it for the selfish reasons. Do it for the right reasons. For the right reasons. Yes, exactly. And then what a note to end, to end this on because we've gone on and on. <laughs> We're so passionate about this stuff. We, are. And we could oh, talk. We could talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we want to thank you all for tuning in. I hope you got something out of this. Um, tell your friends about the information that we shared. Talk to your to your kids, your abuela. Talk to people about um, things that they can do to protect the planet and our resources because it's not just for us. It's for everybody it's for the whole circle of life um so thank you please like share follow subscribe and what else mercy and please visit our website the edge helps we are the organization we were just talking about we started back in 2007 making a big impact um follow us on social media at the edge helps and just keep us in mind we're out there helping and educating all over the world thank you and this is the i'm speaking podcast with Mercy. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great weekend, everybody. Well, it's Wednesday, but let's just pretend the weekend's here. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.